Did you say Jaime? Jaime. Jaime. Okay. Yeah. It's a boy's name in Jaime. Spanish. No, how you? <laughs> how you? No, Jaime. <laughs> oh, shucks. This is, why you never, this is why you were never going to missionary. Shoot it out. Shoot it out. Welcome back to another episode of the NYC Godcast. Um, so Jane was supposed to host the episode today, uh, but she was a little too busy with her bun in the oven to talk about humble pie. So huh. uh, today, filling in, we have Mr. Miguel. Everybody say hi. This is my uh, podcast of you. Thank That's you right. Me. Thank you. Yeah. We're grateful Welcome. to have him with us. So last week we took a look at how being thankful is actually recognizing that everything you have is in spite of you. And that everything is just a gift of grace, really. So to be truly thankful is to be wholly humble. So did you guys see the article uh, floating around several weeks ago of the grandma who ranks her grandkids in the kitchen? Did anybody see that? This is funny. So she has a literal like like wooden plank chart that and it has all of her grandkids names on there and she would rank them by day. So, like, depending on what they're doing in their lives, whether she liked it or not, she would move them. Like, oh. this is my favorite today. <laughs> nope, you did that. No, bottom of the list. You didn't take the trash out. Whatever it is. She wow. was literally ranking them. That's a good no move. I was like, yeah. So no one saw that but me? No. Mm-hmm. That's Get good. off social media, man. I didn't see that. Where did I see that? Your news I don't feed is just remember. different than ours. I guess. <laughs> we don't swim in the same um, <laughs> So the ironic thing is, like, most of, like, those of us who are parents, like, you would think, like, well, that's not very healthy. Like, that's not something we should be doing at Thanksgiving, like, Grandpa. (laughs) (laughs) Make things awkward for everybody. But the funny thing is, Jesus actually does that? Like, are we allowed to say Jesus has favorites? I guess not. (laughs) Where are you going with this? So, so ironically, Jesus sort of does the same thing. He somewhat has a rank, unspoken ranking system as you read through the gospel. So let me explain. If you look at, if you look at, uh, I think it's in, I don't even know where we're reading today. Uh, but there's this scene, which I'm going to tell you in a minute. I promise it's from the Bible. But this, there's, so it's awkward because you see these 12 grown men. The disciples, right? They're fully grown disciples. They're devoted. They left home and house for Jesus. Uh, But in this scene, they're shrunken down to their rightful size. And it's embarrassing for everybody involved. It's found in Matthew 20 and Mark 10, uh, the two places you find the story. So Jesus has just finished giving the parable about the master who hires laborers. And regardless of how long they worked, they all get the same wages. Do you remember that story? And so like at the end, they're complaining like, why did they get the same amount as me? I worked twice as long. So today. it, It really does. So case in point, what you receive is not determined by what you deserve. It's kind of the gist of that parable. So Jesus then is approached at, literally after that story, Jesus is approached uh, by, in the account of Matthew, she's, he's approached by James and John's mama, Ooh. which makes it awkward. Like you bring yeah. mama in the story. It's just got to get interesting from here. Uh, and the, uh, the story out in the book of Mark, it's actually John and James that go. And so I, my assumption is one came after the other, uh, but this is what they ask in so many words. Uh, you know, Jesus walks up, or the, the mom walks up to Jesus, and Jesus is like, what can I do for you? And and, and when John and James walk up, uh, Jesus likely, after their mom inserts himself here into the conversation, asks what what is it they ask. So James and John want to sit at either side of the throne of Jesus. That's the ask here. It's like, let me sit at your right side, let me sit at your left side. And mama asks before they ask. So it's just like, <laughs> I'm uncomfortable. Uh, you're not, I'm uncomfortable. So 
Jesus, of course, goes on to explain that to receive this, you're going to have to drink of the bitter cup like I, Jesus, drink of. And you're going to have to be baptized like I, Jesus, am baptized, uh, both of which point to his death, right? His drinking of the cup and baptism. And so after hearing all of this play out, we find the story progresses that the other 10 disciples become furious with James and John, right? They're all grown men. Here we have 12, 12 grown men. Mama's involved now. And now all 10 of them are crying like babies. Everyone's upset. They're pounding in the corners. Like it's, it's very sad. And so in so many words, these disciples are upset because how dare James and John, you know, usurp themselves here? How, how dare they insert themselves here? How dare they pull Pateer or how dare they try to weasel their way up the totem pole, so to speak? Using their mother. As exactly. A, as a pawn. They, they brought Mother Thunder in the <laughs> That's wonderful. That is great. So Jesus, hearing all of these fussy faith followers, right? Just a, it's literally a daycare scene. He hears all this, and Jesus goes on to provide a big old slice of humble pie. So this is what Jesus says. Verse 42. But Jesus called them to him and saith unto them, Ye know that they which are, are accounted to rule over the Gentiles exercise lordship over them, and their great ones exercise authority upon them. But so shall it not be among you. But whosoever will be great among you shall be your minister. And whosoever of you will be the chiefest shall be the servant of all. For even the Son of Man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister and to give his life as a ransom for many. Now, be honest, after the conversation and the bickering that just took place after this daycare scene that we just saw, that would sting a little. Yeah. Like, do we get that that would be like head between your legs, like walk away, like pouting, like, okay, Jesus. Walk yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, walk to shame, shame. absolutely. Yeah. Come back, Mama Thunder. I need a shoulder to cry out. I'm devastated. Mama! <laughs> <laughs> That's creepy. So <laughs> here are these fully grown men who've left behind house and home and family and fortune in order to follow Jesus. And they fully believed that they had earned, that they were entitled, that they had a right to some recognition because of all they had done. Right. And so surely Jesus had some kind of ranking system for these 12 in his head. You know, Peter left behind his wife at home. Surely he deserves more than John with his mama. Like, you know what I mean? Surely Jesus likes some more than others. He never talks about Bartholomew, but Peter's everywhere. So, of course, he had to have favorites and special prestigious positions planned for those who had earned it. And yet Jesus makes this clear point here that I don't think in our day can be explained enough. Jesus says, not only do you deserve nothing, <laughs> but what your master gives in the kingdom of God, or let me say that again. What does that mean? Let's try that again. <laughs> Jesus makes it clear. Not only do you deserve nothing, but what your master gives. Okay. That makes sense. Let's, yeah. there should not be a comma there. There should be a period. I know how to right. read English. It's okay. Do you Thank know how to you. write English? I don't. That's the problem. Mm -hmm. So Jesus makes it clear. You only deserve what your master gives to you. Mm-hmm. But in the kingdom of heaven, you will not exercise lordship. You will not play to power and position. You will not aim for acknowledgement. Jesus says everything you see in this natural world of the Gentiles, all the politics, all the fighting for fame, all of the climbing corporate ladders, all the respect and reverence given. Listen, that will not be so in the kingdom of God. Does that ruffle anybody's feathers? Like, can we even, can we even conceive a kingdom that doesn't work that way? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, I, I always be the oddball. Of course, he's better than the rest of us. <laughs> I would expect nothing less. Okay, so I, I was recently having this thought th throughout my day. So I, I was like thinking how, like, 
at a, at a very young age, I was talking to someone and we were just discussing like the whole heaven concept and everything. At the time, I was just like, so like if if you're right, okay, and there is no heaven, then when we die, we just rot in the ground, nothing lost. Something I look forward to. Right. But if <laughs> I'm right, okay, right. then there is a heaven. Right. And I and I, I I distinctly remember taking a match and I struck the match. And I just held it in my hand, and my friend's looking at me like, what is he up to now? <laughs> and then, like, the, 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 the right. match, you know, burned out before, because that's yeah. when, like, matches don't actually burn. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, so I was like, so, like, that that fire is, like, your life. Mm-hmm. That's how long your life is. Mm-hmm. And then everything else keeps, you know, going. Yeah. So you're only giving up, like, a very tiny fraction of your life mm-hmm. to believe in God, okay, for the greater, you know, all all the greater things beyond that. So, like, I guess I've always believed that, like, when you get to heaven, like, everybody's even Stevens. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, there's, you know, God, Jesus, Holy Spirit, anything. And then everybody else is on equal Mm -hmm. ground because God loves us equally. Like, he Mm -hmm. doesn't. And you can't do anything to gain more of God's love. And you can't do anything to lose his love. Yeah. Like, he loves you unconditionally. The, so, that, so there's nothing we can do about the it. The way we hear it a lot of times is that the foot of the cross is level ground. So mm-hmm. that means we all that's where we all start, and it's level there. There's no step stools at no the pecking foot order. of the cross. Yeah, yeah really. Right, right. Uh, but, like, think about this world. Like, I, we're going to talk about a little bit here. But, like, think about the people you know, the people where you work, or the people even in your family, or the people in your church, or, or, or even the government, local, uh, you know, your neighborhood, all the way to state level, to national level, and even world level. Do we see how ingrained in our mind it is to have a level system, a level system, mm-hmm. a pecking order, like you said, like that, that respect, they earn respect. Why? Because they're them because more people like them or yeah, like for whatever like we're gonna talk yeah. about in a minute but there's so many different reasons we look up to someone and jesus says no basically if it's in the gen if it's in the gentile which you know would be the non the the real world not the spiritual world if you see that here that's not how the kingdom of heaven is expect right. the opposite and so jesus goes on and says you know well that means that the least will be the greatest so in other words the kingdom of heaven the greatest is the least the highest is who goes lowest the word minister here, so Jesus says, uh, the 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 greatest among you will be the minister, and the chiefest among you will be the servant, uh, which really sounds like he's saying the same thing twice. So those of you who think repeating yourself is a bad thing, Jesus was fine with it. I just want to say that a lot. Uh, but the highest will go lowest. And so this word minister here, it actually means to serve. It's actually the word deacon in the Bible. So we find this elsewhere. So this, this minister is a person who serves, a person who waits on tables would literally be the definition of the word. The word servant here is literally the word slave. Jesus says, if you want to have a meaning in Christianity, if you want to be a somebody, become a waiter, a server, and a slave to all. That's how you do it. That is is how you get grandma to move you upwards on her chart in the kitchen. (laughs) Like, that's what it takes in Christianity to be a somebody is to wait, serve, and be a slave to all. Because just as Jesus didn't come to be served... But to serve others, so you who are called by his name should come to serve and not serve others. If there was ever one person ever who deserved to be served, yes, it was Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> and yet yeah. he said, I didn't come for that. I came to serve you. And and we see that played out so often in the Bible. Like even, even the Last Supper, he, he literally gets down and does the slave's job because there was no servant in that scene. And he washes the disciples' dirty feet. And so Jesus says, you want to be greatest? Go lowest. 
serve. So uh, a few weeks ago, there was a sermon preached on leadership. Mm-hmm. And I think that made a big deal in the church, just talking to different people. Um, it just made a big impact mm-hmm. in their lives. And shortly after that, I heard uh, this. Uh, it was kind of like a testimony on, on leadership in the church. So, so often when we hear leadership, right, you know, in the in, by the world standards, we think of like the leader of the free world and we mm-hmm. don't think about the president, all these great positions, right? They are controlling these, you know, big responsibilities right. and leading these uh, the group in different directions. And so when you hear leadership, you're kind of, uh, you know, you, you think of yourself, well, am I, do I have the gifts to do those things? Right. So you kind of shy away from leadership right. to a certain point. You know what I mean? But I think leadership in biblical sense starts with serving others. Absolutely. Yeah. So a, a leader in in the church, a, a, according to the Bible, starts off by serving others. Right. And then God will start giving that person responsibilities, right. yep. you know, to, to lead crowds yep. or, you know, in a direction. Yeah. But it all starts by serving. Yeah. And I think that's just by world standards. That's just not as right. backwards. So and, yeah. we have that. And it's so hardwired in our brains. Like, that's the thing. Like, I've said this. I'll get some frowns. Not that I don't think we have any of them that listen. But <laughs> I've said this before, like, at different places. Just because your name's on a church sign, just because you're behind a pulpit, doesn't mean that you're a pastor we're a leader. Like, it's not really entitled. And that's what Jesus says here. Titles really are meaningless. It's like Miguel said, what is a true leader? It's someone who goes low and serves. Like, that's that's the starting line of leadership, whether that's pastoring or preaching or anything, really. And yet so many I've I've come across so many pastors or preachers who don't aren't aren't willing to do that. <laughs> well, interesting thought that just now trickled into my brain. Okay, so Miguel and I's relationship, okay, like it's become stronger because of the uh, Bible study he does mm-hmm. on Tuesday nights, okay? So, excellent so, plug. Yeah, plug But, um, so, and I think everybody in the groups kind of defers to Miguel mm-hmm. as like the group leader, okay? But in actuality, Miguel is serving our spirituality, right. you know what I mean? He is like serving us, like he is feeding us, yeah. you know what I mean, the word. It, it's not like it's not like we're looking at him saying, okay, Miguel's going right, go right, he's right. going left, go right. left, you know what I mean? It's more like he is giving us what we need, yeah. you know what I mean, as as new uh, believers and everything. He's, he's giving us the things we need to one day – you know, take others right. and serve them by giving them what they need. So to the outside world looking in, they're like, oh, Miguel is leading that Bible study group. Okay. Well, in actuality, Miguel is serving us because yeah. he is feeding us the spiritual things, the biblical things that we need to become better Christians. Mm-hmm. And that's on the, on the spiritual part of it, but also on the tangible and physical yeah. part of it, too, I think it's important. So... I've been saved for four years. I've been coming to Sand Hill since 2018. And the example that has been given to me is those preachers, those pastors, those people who have these positions. Mm-hmm. I've seen them taking people's plates up, yeah. you know, after people get done yeah. eating. I've seen them washing dishes. Right. I've seen those people. So I also think there's a very big part in that yeah, because if that wasn't the example that was given to yeah. me, that wouldn't be what I was doing. Yeah, absolutely. I think I think. We live in a spiritual realm, though we exist in a physical realm. But what exactly what Kevin said was the reason you're willing to listen to him is because he's serving you physically before he's ever serving you spiritually. 
And that's kind of what you're saying to the example given. So, so look at the book of Acts, right? So we know that uh, the reason for deacons, the reason literally the word servant here, waiting tables, was because the, the apostles were first serving the tables, but they were they had become so busy with that that they couldn't do what they were actually supposed to do. And so deacons, literally servants, would come and they would take that place. What does that tell us? <coughs> the apostles were serving tables physically, actually to the widows, right? He was meeting the mm -hmm. widow's needs. He was serving tables. He was literally, they were literally physically serving, but that then led therefore to people listening to them spiritually and absorbing what they were serving them spiritually. So the two do go together. And that's the example Jesus gives. I mean, Jesus humbled himself and washed feet. Uh, Jesus cooked food. Jesus um, served Food too, I guess. I was trying to think of what else he did, but I'm sure many others. Uh, <laughs> but those are the two that come to mind. But that led to the disciple listening to him and think, everyone listening to him. I think it's a heart, though. Like right. you can't like, like you can't I'm separate. Gonna, I'm gonna pick up your trash so that I can become higher than you. Right. Soon. Like you know what I mean? Or, like, or and be looking like, for give it. me that so you can listen to what <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Like you have to do it with a with a humble. I'm talking. I know. I know. <laughs> That's what I was gonna say. You got her to talk without. Like... And I'm done. <laughs> you can't talk about her talking. <laughs> No, I completely think that's it's a heart thing. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, absolutely, hundred percent, it's a heart thing because you can't do it wrong. You can't physically serve and not go up in rank and have the wrong that, motives. That, or yeah. have the wrong, if, yeah. or even if rank is your motive, right, right. You, you don't but, get that. Does it, it disqualifies you? Right. Jesus, is like, nope, move them back down. Yeah. <laughs> like as also as as we learned this morning, like I, I like to explain it. Like if if the path to heaven is a ninety degree angle. And you're sitting at an 89 degree angle, you're gonna miss. Mm -hmm. Okay, so there are a lot of people serving at an 89 degree <laughs> angle. You know what I mean? And and that is the enemy's yeah work. He's like, I'm just gonna nudge you Close off. Enough, to, yeah. Yeah. You know, like like you think you're going there until you like literally get right on top of it, right. and you're like, I'm not at 90 degrees. Yep. I thought I was this whole time. Well, you, you and know that's, what I mean? that's what. So if you look at the Pharisees, they get bashed a lot on here <laughs> and by Jesus, but they get a lot of bashing done. For reason but what was their problem jesus tells them you're devouring widows homes you're not serving in so many words like you know the bible you're keeping the bible you're not you, your heart's not in it you aren't you don't have the heart of god which is the point of the bible and so exactly what you guys you're all saying uh that it, it's a heart issue that gets you to do these things not for what you gain but for whose heart it is his does that make sense i was i was gonna i was gonna make the comment like I might be the only weird one here, but I've heard the podcast. No, yeah. But I uh, I think so often we look at Stephen and, uh, you know, I enamored with the story, you know, how mm -hmm. he, you know, died for the cause. You right. know what I mean? But it all started with serving others. Right. Mm -hmm. And so often, you know, we want to wear the banner of I'll die for Jesus. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's a, I'll die, but we don't want to live we're, Jesus. Yeah. You know, it, that's the harder. Yeah, but we're not even going to serve the difference. tables. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. a good, great yeah. point. Yeah. yeah, that's a great point. So I want to take a look at, um, just like last week, I want to take a look at the flip side of this coin. Um, so if the greatest is he who is least and the highest is he who goes lowest, then is not the opposite also true? Aren't those who expect to be waited on the least in the kingdom of heaven? And aren't those who appear the highest among us actually the lowest among us on Jesus's quote unquote 
ranking system. <laughs> it's interesting that if you dig into the original Greek of these words, uh, the word great here in verse 43, it actually has a lot of depth. I was actually kind of blown away, and that's actually where the title of this lesson comes from. But the word Jesus uses here is megos or megas. Meg I'm assuming it's not megas because that's how a hillbilly would say it. In, in, in Jesus, <laughs> There's no hillbillies in Greece. So <laughs> that we know no of. <laughs> There's been no archaeological discoveries mm -hmm. of um, banjos in Greece. So <laughs> smooth. <laughs> no washboards, you know, they all have their teeth. Anyways, not too much. Too far, too far. So, <laughs> listen, all of my family's from the South. I'm allowed to speak these things, y'all. You, uh, you broke him. You broke him. <laughs> Finally, it took forever. That's great. Okay. So, <laughs> if you're going to cry about it, I guess. Okay, so, so, so. Okay, so, um, I was talking to uh, Jamie, not Jamie, Jamie, but Jamie. And uh, oh, I was like, yeah. <laughs> not Jamie, yeah. you guys see yes, there's another yes, Jamie yes. in our church. Okay. So, and I was like, so like I was singing along as the words were going across the screen and it, it was like, y'all. And I was like, <laughs> is y'all even in a song? Like, like, cause you know, and I was like, and, it, and it, uh, Jamie and her mother, it was like, oh, that's just the way Josh does things. <laughs> so you're saying I shouldn't have all my teeth. Is that what you're no, trying to no. say? That's what I'm I got saying, from like, hey, you probably yeah. those are real. Like, you, you have a Southern, yeah, a Southern, I guess, flavor flavor <laughs> everything you do including your cooking he makes it sound nice okay well okay. this took it <laughs> but it was, I was just like y'all <laughs> like I, I you know anyway continue continue <sighs> I'm back never knew I had a southern flavor you never did. knew I had no idea I learned something <laughs> on the podcast today he never wears shoes y'all did yeah, you yeah, have, you have a southern you're right, flavor you're right again <laughs> We got a smooth seat, so we go. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so the word Jesus uses here is the word megos, is all I'm going to say. It. Uh, so that word is actually where we get the word mega from in English, and it literally means large. That's <laughs> but this is the definition uh, that the commentary gives. So the word means tallest, biggest, most quantity, elder, seniority, power of the will or emotion, rank or ability. Step back and look at that list for a minute. Is it almost laughable how spot on Jesus is here? Because literally every single one of those things are what we use to consider someone great. Mm -hmm. <laughs> every one of those are means by which we measure people in this world. And so, you know, in our in this world, in our lives, in the church, these are literally that definition are the ways we measure people. People who have large stature, right? We have a couple of tall guys here at the church. Like, I don't know if you would say you like respect them, but you're aware how big they are. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like you don't want them to sit on you, like you know, uh, or punch you. I don't know, but you're aware because of their stature, you reverence them in a respect. Churches with large crowds, aren't they a lot of times envied? They're looked up to, sometimes for good reasons, sometimes not. Elders, those who have seniority, we're told to respect them, right? We're, we're taught to respect our elders. Those who take charge and display a great amount of enthusiasm or emotion. A lot of times, especially in churches, they'll be who the people follow after. Uh, those who hold a position or a rank, they're given our attention, whether in secular world and, and family or in church or wherever. Those with the most evidenced abilities, a lot of times they're the people who get followed. And yet Jesus says these words, 
These people are the least in the kingdom. These are the people you should not necessarily be following. They go at the bottom of grandma's ranking system because they're the lowest among us. And so if you're an elder, if you take charge, if you have rank or many abilities, Jesus says you're the least in this kingdom. That's literally what this word, this word means. So this is the thing. What Jesus is speaking about is not a result of natural ability. Do we recognize that? Mm-hmm. Jesus is not saying if you're tall, if you're old, if you've been saved for a long time, if you're enthusiastic or simply just have a lot of abilities, well, you're at a disadvantage in this kingdom. Like, sorry about your luck. Like, go shrink yourself. Like, that's not what he's talking about here. What Jesus is speaking about is a matter of the mind. The greatest in God's kingdom are those who are willing to spiritually humble themselves for the sake of those around them. So look at what Paul says in Philippians 2. This is one of my favorite portions of scripture. Philippians 2, uh, Paul writes this in verse 3. Let nothing be done through strife or vain glory, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem other better than himself. Look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who, being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation and took upon himself the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of man. He humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even death of the cross. Wherefore God also hath highly exalted him and given him a name, which is above every name. If there was ever, ever, ever a man who was great and chiefest among us, it was Jesus. Amen. And yet Jesus, God as man, had the mindset of a servant. And Paul writes here, at that last verse there, because he had the mindset of a servant, God made him the name above all names. He lifted him up because he went the lowest. And yet, how often do we miss that? He came not to be served, but to serve. He came not to be respected, but to respect others. He came not to be ministered to, but to minister. Why? Because Jesus humbly lowered himself as God to the state of a man in in the form of a servant in order to be obedient to the needs that God had sent him to fulfill. Paul says this, let that mind, that mentality be in you. Have this mindset like Jesus No matter who you are, what you deserve, what title you hold, what position you've been placed in, have this mind emptied for others, a servant to all, humbly obedient to the will of God. Folks, that's Christianity. Mm -hmm. It's been long lost and forgotten, but that is Christianity. Um, I think our church is, well, you said, you know, weird at this table. That speaks a lot to Sand Hill. Like, I wouldn't say I'd want to put that on the church sign, but it speaks volumes. We can't find a normal person. That's right. There's literally, like, it's funny, like, not that we talk about them, but we're going to. The more people, the more people got adds to the church, were like, hmm, they're strange. Then they fit in, we're like, wow, they fit right in. (laughs) And that just speaks, yes, your southern favorite friend. but what I mean by that is we do things differently th- around here. Like, I feel like we kind of almost have this down. I think we have a very serving church. <laughs> I, I think part of what, what makes this really pop out to me is is current events. Okay. So let's look at COVID. And I almost never, ever, ever use COVID as an example for something. But I'm going to use it here because it fits. Okay. So during COVID, a lot of places shut down. And the only people... Who were working, what do they call them? Like, uh, yeah, essential, essential, workers, essential workers. Essential workers. Okay. So during COVID, you have to think about it. Like, gas stations <laughs> didn't shut down. Yep. Fast food restaurants, you couldn't go in. Right. But, but they you had could to still serve. Yep. Grocery and stores. Okay. Right. Grocery stores. Okay. So all these jobs 
are mainly jobs of servants. Mm -hmm. Okay. And yet we're calling them essential. Right. Okay. Yeah. And then when you look at the businesses that that literally just close their doors who aren't necessary. Google. Go home. Right, you know what I mean? So, like, our our society, like, if you say, you know, what do you do for a living? Oh, I'm the fry guy at right. McDonald's. They're going to be but like, But I'm oh. essential. <laughs> but I'm, I'm the essential fry right. guy. Or if someone says, I work for Google, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, oh, you work for Google. Right. That's great. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. But, like, if you think about it, Google could probably run itself. Right. Like, I don't know what anyone does at Google. Anyway, but, you know, a lot of people, like, four out of five days a week, they need those french fries yeah. from McDonald's or, or, or whatever. <laughs> they need their cup of coffee in the Amen. morning. So that makes them an essential yeah. worker, which is exactly what is right. being said here. The the servant is actually the essential one, the, right. the, the, the one most favorite. Yeah. It is amazing how God brings, even in this dark world, he still brings clarity, you yeah. know what I mean, in times of mm -hmm. pandemics and mm -hmm. yeah. you know, great need. Even that, like, I never thought of that point, right? Yeah. But the people that we called essential were the people that would serve us. The hot, you use the frag, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but I'm thinking of, like, uh, uh, food stores right. and hospitals, right. you know, these people who, yep. who those sort of people that we, I didn't get a liar, you know? Right. Right, you know what I mean? And it, it just goes to show, like, even places, they were like, oh, wait, we need yeah. more Servants, so we have to yeah. pay the servants more money because no so one's maybe, gonna want to do it. So maybe this is an oversimplification. No such thing. Whose kingdom do we belong to? God's. God's kingdom. Yeah. And so I don't remember. I'm gonna get this all wrong, but the saying, "As the kingdom goes, so the king goes, and as the king goes, so the people goes." I probably have that. That sounds good to me, but uh, <laughs> we'll go with it. <laughs> if it wasn't the saying it is now, uh, someone up there knows what it really about is. The, yeah, it's not a king. I don't remember what it is, but that, in so many words, that's what it's saying. And so basically, trickle down. If the king is greedy, the people are gonna be greedy. But if the king is humble, the people are gonna be humble. Our God is a humble God, mm -hmm. though he. Deserves all honor and yes, praise, like, but he so, humbled himself, put on flesh and bone as a man and came to serve. God did that. The guy who said, let there be, he did that. God did that. And so therefore, if it's his kingdom and we will be as he is, his people should be no different. We should be humbly serving. Um, and so I feel like as, as I was saying a while ago. I feel like our church is a very serving church. Mm -hmm. I, I, there are a lot of churches I go to and I'm like, Ooh, that's. It would do you lots of good to go wash one another's feet or something. Uh, go do the dishes or pick up plates. I don't know. But this is what I want to say. I don't think there's ever a place to, you can never serve too much. Right. I think there's always more serving to be done. Whether it's spiritually, whether it's physically, whether it's to your family, whether it's to your ministry or your church, whether it's to new people, there's always more serving to do. And so may this be a challenge to each of us that humble pie tastes like servitude. That's what it tastes mm. like. And so... Um, Anyways, so today's feature, any, any last remarks before we go to the There's a, whipped cream uh, on top? A verse in the Bible that says you uh, turn into the gods that you worship yeah, or serve, yep. right? Yep. And the God that we see in the Bible, Jesus, you know what I mean? It goes mm -hmm. to, you know, if we serve him, worship him, right. that's how we're going to reflect. Yep. But if we're not doing that, then we need to be careful. We need to self-reflect, right? Right. What is, who are what we? What are we reflecting? Yeah. 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 So, if you're not serving God, yeah. then, I mean. Yep. Well, and, and even even to, to take that a step further, so so look at the Old Testament and the gods they did serve, which were rocks and hunks of wood. Code. 
Gold. I thought you said gold. cold. No, I'm no, like, they were cold. One is that why? No, no, no. Cold. I said cold. Right? They were cold. Gold. They were cold. Oh, cold. Okay. So you did say cold. I'm so confused. Okay. Yeah. I think gold's my wooden rock. I don't know. Anyhow, they were gold, cold rocks, and wood. Not cold rocks. There was coldness. I guess that's Okay. I don't even know what I was saying. <laughs> but look at them. They could do nothing for the people who served them. And so that made them selfish gods, which reflected to selfish people. What did they do to, if you look at the Old Testament, what did they do to worship their God? Self-indulgence. Literally. Sexual immorality, child sacrifices. Like they, they would do atrocious things for their own good as a result of serving their God. That is not our God. Right. Our God is a humble God who came to be served. And so how what one of the one of the biggest neglected ways to worship God is serving others. I said it. I said it. <laughs> it's, out, it's out there, y'all. It's, it's out, out there. there. You can't take that thing back. One of the greatest neglected ways to worship God is to serve others. I don't know. I but it's okay, so <sighs> speaking on this, <laughs> okay. Speaking on this solely from an American point of view, because I'm an American. Southern American or Northern American? Because apparently there's a difference. It tastes different. <laughs> they taste different. One <laughs> <laughs> uh, Northern, but you guys are converting me to Southern. I don't, I don't y'all know. right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I'm, I'm barely holding on by a thread here. Okay. But like in America, okay. So when we think of servants and slaves and everything, our mind directly goes to one mm -hmm. thing and one thing only. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, and it's become like a bad word. Right. Okay. So, but yet that is what we're called on to be. Mm -hmm. Okay. So again, like I constantly think of like the, the many wiles of Satan. Okay, so Satan's like, all right, man, if they become servant, mm -hmm. like they're gonna like just overrun everything. Okay, right. so I have to create a world where being a servant is something nobody wants to yeah. be. Like, yeah. like no one wants to be the bottom <laughs> of the totem pole. Right. You know what I mean? But yet, that's yeah. where we're called to be. I, I He totally has perverted that concept, especially in America, like our history. Yes. That has totally been something yes. that we can't even say that word without getting sly looks. But this is what I want to... Just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> I, just, I, I thought I said something. I was like, going to look at myself. But think about from childhood. Mm -hmm. I guess Miguel probably is the youngest kid. Is he? Jonah's younger than Kari. By, by, like by two or three months. Okay, oh, by a little. Yeah. Uh, Token? Well, technically, I mean, technically, like he's, not, Jamie's not here. <laughs> That's why you're here. <laughs> That's your he's not life. your kid. <laughs> Don't take that too far. Uh, but when from a literally from a, the youngest point of birth, you have a selfishness in you. Mm -hmm. There's a desire to be served. Literally, that is implanted from the very beginning. I mean, we see that in the fall of the Garden of Eden. Like that was the ploy there, the while. But but even from a young child, before they even know right from wrong, they have a selfishness that wants to be served. Uh, and so, <laughs> man, that is so deep. And so, because well, and so what I was gonna say wow. was the obvious thing is that that must be from the flesh. Mm -hmm. That must be anti God because that comes from before we're reborn. And so, would it not make sense that that is something that should fall away if you are a Christian, a symbol of God Himself? Mm -hmm. again, yeah. And yet, we see an awful lot of that not falling away in the church. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's like maybe I'm going too far into this okay but you all have young ones okay so 
when your baby wants something, what do they do? Like, before they can speak, they will... Okay, I'm not a liberal right. to answer exactly. that question. <laughs> so, and it's like, okay, so I understand, like, you're hungry and you can't say I'm hungry. So you're going to cry until you get fed. Okay, so in their mind, they're thinking, like, I was hungry, so I screamed, and I got fed. Okay, that works. Okay, oh, I wet my diaper. I want to get out of this diaper. Let me scream, yeah. and someone will change my diaper. Okay, wait, I want that red ball that my brother's playing with. Let Snack. me scream, and I will get the red ball. You, you know what I mean? It, it's like, it's so ingrained, yeah. like, to... It's like a, oh, and as parents, we feel that too. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, you, you know what I mean. And like as as a parent, like there's a cutoff point where you realize, like you're just doing this because you right. want right. eighteen years old in my Mama Thunder, where are you? <laughs> Way to bring it around. <laughs> That's right, now for a landing. All right, perfect landing. <laughs> so today's featured content is more. Uh, I think it's more like you. I think that's right. More Like You by Passion. Is that right? Is, uh, is that song it's that we the song we sing? Yeah, it's from camp. You. More, it's more of you or like you? More like Jesus. More of you. I don't know. CJ will have the that right one. That wasn't the linked. right tune anyway. Uh, no, it wasn't. I wasn't going <laughs> to sing in the microphone. I'm just going to sing badly. You would not want to sing in the microphone. You do it every Sunday. He so, can't sing, guys. That's right. Sing. I really can't. So, oh, he's going to find out for us. Okay. Now you got to lose my script. I don't know the rest of this thing. <laughs> More, More like, like Jesus. Jesus. I thought so. Uh, today's oh, considerable quote is uh, by Andrew Murray, and he says this. This is a really good quote. Men sometimes speak as if humility and meekness would rob us of what is noble and bold and manlike. Oh, that we would believe that this is the nobility of the kingdom of heaven, that this is the royal spirit that the king of heaven displayed, that this is godlike to humble oneself, to become a servant to all. Andrew Murray. So I do have a charge up challenge for you today. I want to challenge you to make a list of all the reasons you feel you deserve respect and recognition. Mm. Be truthful. You have that list, whether you've ever put it up here or not. <laughs> Let me show it to you. <laughs> he gives yeah, it well, free. He carries a card around. I'm like, this is what you should respect. He, yeah. <laughs> he gets pulled over. Have your license. Here, have this. <laughs> uh, so make a list of all the reasons you think you are you deserve recognition and respect. Write down all the things that you have going for you in this life. And then secondly, make a list of the people you respect in life. And then ask yourself, why is it that you look up to them? What is the reason you respect them? Pray that God would give you his guide for greatness. That both in your life and in the lives of others, you would seek the lowest place to become a servant of all. Well, guys, it's been something uh, educational, to say the least. For it's been fun. Not the reasons you think. Uh, <laughs> but I appreciate it. I'll be here. Uh, thank you, Miguel, for joining us. Yeah, it has been great. You, first of the men. Yes, you are. Uh, <laughs> give me the boot. <laughs> well, Jamie might be out for a while. Who knows? I want you guys to miss Jamie. That's, that's right. right. That's right. We appreciate that. She's going to fight for her spot. That's then. right. Ooh, we could have like a thumb war rule. <laughs> yeah, wrestling. Exactly. See who gets to stay at the table. She has that mother strength now. <laughs> They can flip cars from <laughs> <laughs> well, friends, do that. Thanks for tuning in. Until next time, we'll see you. Bye, guys.